Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. My next guest is uh, Deji Larray. He's a multi-talented actor, writer, and producer. He's the creator and executive producer, showrunner, and star on Bounce TV's comedy, I should say dramedy, Johnson. He plays the role of Greg on the show. We'll talk to Deji about his path, when you say path from where he started to where he is today and how he knew as a young age. I was, t- I was always amazed when people know at a young age what they want to be because I struggle with that. I always tell people I didn't know who I wanted to be until I was in my 40s, despite mm-hmm. all my success. So I always admire people who get it and then stick with it. What inspired him to know his path at such a young age and for performing on Broadway? to his college studies, to creating his own show? What has been some of the important tools that have helped him in finding success in this entertainment industry? Industry. He received a BA in film and TV from Cal State Los Angeles. He appeared on Amazon series like Age of the Living Dead, Bosch, and owns Greenleaf, one of my favorite shows. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, The Incredible. I'm going to say Incredible because I've watched 14 straight episodes of him in the last 24 hours. Deji LeRae. Hey! <laughs> Uh, I know it's a journey to get there. It's a journey to get to the the, the storytelling of who you are, man. But that's a beautiful <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah, man. Thank you for that, man. I was I love I love your introduction, man. You know, never let anybody get in the way of your dreams, man. You know, because people will try to project their insecurities on you. You yes. know, mm-hmm. anything is possible, and I'm I'm a, I'm a testament to that, man. You know, just just my journey. You know, just coming up, and like you said. Knowing what I wanted to do from a young age, I don't, I don't take for granted that blessing right. because everybody, um, they maybe maybe there's people who would have had that inspiration if uh, they would have been inspired as a kid by by something or, right. or or someone to lead them down a certain path. But mm-hmm. I will say this: my character on Johnson, his name is Greg Johnson. He's also a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. He's somebody who is not self-motivated. He has great friends. He loves his friends. He's a great friend. He's blunt. Um, but, you know, he's still trying to figure out life. He's doing odd jobs. Even into season two, 
he hasn't truly figured it out yet. And I think that's going to be his biggest uh, character journey on this show over the course of however many seasons is for him to realize what his purpose is. And obviously you've realized that Rashawn, like you have a great purpose here. You're, you know, you have a great voice um, and you're inspirational to a lot of people now. So the tables have turned, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. First of all, I'm going to slow you down because, you know, you you talking <laughs> about the show. You ask you answer a question I ain't asked yet. I got to have right, fun right. because I'm going to tell people why I watch 14 episodes okay. in less than 24 hours. First of all, um, you know, let's talk about. We know my, my life has always been interesting because I've been sick. I always tell people I've been successful all my life. When I was 18, mm. the only thing I knew at 18, I had to I had to have good credit. That's the only thing I knew. I knew I had to have good credit. I held on to that and I built my brand around my name, being responsible and consistent and having good credit, which is probably the, the, the foundation of who I am. Now, you knew it at that early age. Now, knowing something at the early age, I mean, people can kind of like, what you talking about? You never do that. There are a lot of distractions. People like I talk about. Don't let your friends, family, you know, deter you, deter you, uh, de- create detours in your life from your aspiration. Talk about that, and when you finally just shut out the noise. Well, you know, I started off doing plays uh, when I was like eight or nine years old in elementary school, man. And and from the plays of school, it, it branched off into like community theater. Um, and, you know, like little industrial shows in Atlanta and then, you know, TV shows and films in Atlanta. I was also playing sports. You know, I ran track. I was on a basketball team. I was on a baseball team. And But then the sports would start to conflict with rehearsal schedules, you know. Um, but it was cooler to be an athlete than it was to, you know, be, in, be an actor at that time or be in plays, especially doing plays in theater. Um, but I had to make that choice because that's what, that's where I felt like I had my greatest form of expression. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to land an agent in New York, Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to the Carson Adler agency in New York when I was, uh, I believe I was 12 years old, man. And I was on Broadway when I was 13. And I think from that point on, um, understanding the opportunities that, that this industry could afford me when it comes to traveling, Right. Uh, right. Being in different cities, different countries when it comes to uh, creating stories mm-hmm. uh, and, and jumping into these roles. And obviously, you know, with the money as well, you know, that was never right. a motivating factor for me. But, you know, it was nice to make good money and, 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 and be taken care of uh, to do what you love to do. That's what I think what we all aspire for. And so, right. um, you know, I never I never lost sight of that. And then I always knew from a young age as well, that is not just about acting. It's about ownership. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about creating. It's about being, being in control of your own narrative. So at 15 years old, I wrote my first feature film, my first mm-hmm. screenplay. And so my, my career kind of started to run parallel. I would, I would act, but I would also write mm-hmm. and I would also direct and I would also edit. Mm-hmm. I really just kind of trained myself to be a true filmmaker um, and, and early on at that time, man, that you, you weren't supposed to do that. Right. There was a lot of managers and a lot of agents and a lot of people who said, do not tell all these people that you do all these different things because then they won't think that you do them all well. Right. They will think that you want to do all these things, but you're right. not a professional at all of them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to editing, I've been nominated for VMAs. Projects that I've ed- edited, been nominated for Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, I've edited films and TV shows. Uh, that's helped me become a better director. 
Right. Because I understand the coverage that I need to get. I understand how this shot is going to cut with this shot, even while I'm on set. I can't tell you how many directors <laughs> don't have that forethought or that vision. And when it gets in the edit bay, we have to actually find the story in the edit bay. So that's helped us so much, even with what we're doing now with Johnson, is understanding both sides of the camera, in front of the camera, directing, and also post-production. Um, and that's why, you know, the show has the level... Um, of of you know I would say quality that it has is because we bring continuity. All this experience. That's key continuity. Continuity, yeah, continuity and, and quality, and we just we bring this experience, man. So I was fortunate enough to know what I wanted to do since I was a kid. I was fortunate enough to have great parents who um, supported that, even if you ran into other obstacles such as friends and other people who might have talked down on your dreams. My parents always pushed me and always supported me. Uh, and then I was fortunate enough to um, go to college and, you know, be able to afford college. And, you know, a lot of people don't have that opportunity. And then fortunate enough to meet my producing partner, Thomas Q. Jones, uh, who definitely uh, has the same work ethic and the same vision in a lot of ways that I do. And, uh, you know, then we were able to work on Johnson. Absolutely. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I'm talking to Deji LeRae. He is a, the creator and executive producer and showrunner, on the, as well as star on the Bounce TV comedy or dramedy, I like to call it, Johnson. Um, a story, we've seen the, the white show, white women on their shows multiple times, white friends, not the Friends TV show that was on NBC, just white girlfriends. We've seen the multiple black girlfriend shows, several of these out there doing fantastic. You know, you can say, we can, you know, Living Single was a black girlfriend show. I've never seen this. Mm. And I, if I have seen it, forgive me out there, y'all, but I've never seen it this good. <laughs> I've never seen it where um, there was, um, I felt I saw my friends. I felt I saw me. I was engaged by the characters. I love D.L. Hughley. You got so many people in this show, man, I know. D.L. Hughley, that's my boy. Cedric yeah. the Entertainer, that's my boy. Been knowing him since 92, him and Eric Rohn, that's my boy. Terry yeah. J. Vaughn, know her from Steve Harvey show. Been knowing her that yeah. long. So you got a lot of veterans in this show. I just love the earthquake. I just love seeing that. And they just they just blend so well in this 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 series that you have. But it's the four guys that uh, are relatable to me. All mm -hmm. you guys are life issues. I've never seen that put out there like that. I'm just going to tell you, DJ. And that was important when I realized what I was watching because because all I hear is just the title Johnson. I didn't mm -hmm. really know what I was getting into. And then the show opens showing these. Four, these four did some guys. I didn't know how many guys it was. I'm going, is it two? Is it three? Is it four? And, <laughs> and 20 of them, yeah. Right. And so, and so, and so, so I'm learning on the fly, getting engaged in this show. Episode one explains itself. Episode two, they, they tell you how they got the name Johnson, you know, just casually tell you that. And then mm -hmm. by the end of episode two, you you want to see episode three because where they mm -hmm. end the show is that when they end the show, the very next episode they pick up right where they stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. This is just a special project. Talk about you and Thomas getting together because I didn't want y'all to, I didn't want, the offer was to interview you guys together. I said, no way. I said, they have too much to tell me separately. And yeah. because your story and his story, because he played in the NFL, that's a whole different story. I got to talk to him yeah. about. Okay, that transition. Yep. As you said, you knew from jump as a young kid, you wanted to do this. He wanted to be an athlete. And mm-hmm. people are people pushing in a direction because he's so talented of an athlete. That's what you should do for a living. And yeah. so now a, a story about four guys. How did you get that pitch out there for people to buy into it, especially about four black men? Well, it was tough. It was tough, man, because historically, man, like you said, there's not a lot of shows that have been created like this that really dive into uh, who the black man is. You know, the backstory of, of, of this black man, how he ended up, how he evolved. Oftentimes we're, you know, placed in shows and we're used as a part of a larger narrative. But to give us this screen time and to show our complexities like this, you know, in my opinion, hasn't been done like this uh, before as well. There's shows um, that I love that, 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 that dive into issues that we deal with, such as rock. You know, back in the 90s, one of my favorite shows growing up, I was very inspired by that show. They kept it real in that show, man. Um, But um, we knew that it was time. And, you know, I wrote the original pilot, you know, years ago. Um, It started off as just kind of uh, just just observations of my own experiences and other experiences. Observations of not seeing a show like this on TV and knowing that we needed to have more balance to represent black men uh, on TV. And in film, and um, and and then also too taking the responsibility to be one of the ones who would offer that balance. You know, right. instead of just sitting around and complaining about it, why don't I just write a show that that shows us how we want to be seen? And black women, shout out to black women, man, they they've recognized it and they've taken uh, control of their own narrative. You know, mm-hmm. I've said that before, but it's so true. It's like you look at the Renaissance and these shows about about uh, friendships between black women. Um, the nuances uh, and the synergy and sisterhood is, is right. really great to watch. And we had, we got to play catch up. We got to create shows the way that we want to be seen, the way that we want to be represented on TV. And so that's what this is, man. And so, um, you know, I, I, I ran into Thomas uh, 2017, you know, initially went to him, you know, cause I knew he was already acting. Uh-huh. He, had a, he had a great following. I knew him for football. Right. And uh, I, I wanted him to be an actor on the show. Mm-hmm. But in our meetings, when we sat down, the conversations we had, how he understood the content, how he understood what I was trying to do, the messaging, uh, the type of stories, he, it, it related to him so much. It hit him so much. He was like, yo, man, I can't just be an actor on this show, man. I want to be a producer. I want to I push. The, I want to I go into business with you and produce this show. It's too important for the culture. That's what he told me. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, man, look, you want to do that? Let's shoot an independent pilot. Let's just do an independent pilot, you know, because to get somebody to read in this town is very difficult, especially if you're a new creator. Mm-hmm. So you got to show them something. You got to mm-hmm. put your money where your mouth is. So I gave him a price tag of what it would cost to shoot a pilot. He wrote half the half the budget. Mm-hmm. He just wrote a check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I put up half. He put up half. We shot the pilot. We started shopping it in 2018. Mm-hmm. We had interest from some from some networks, man. We had some interest from uh, some really. Uh, uh, no uh, networks, some pretty large networks, man. But we feel like where we landed, 
the home that we have for Johnson that bounce mm-hmm. is the best home that we could have. And I say that because the built-in demographic, mm-hmm. uh, they understand what the show is and they allow us to tell our stories unfiltered. They allow us to express ourselves and represent ourselves the way that uh, we, we, the way that our, our vision goes untouched on that, on that network. And so they're an incredible partner, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So myself and Thomas, you know, uh, the show got the attention of Risha L. Archibald over at A Bird and a Bear Entertainment, who works with your, your peoples, Eric C. Rohn and Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> yes, sir. And, um, and, and uh, yo, shout out to Risha, man. The first person, one of the first people to one really- One of the executive producers on the show. Risha? Yeah, the executive producers, Risha's executive producer. One of the first people to see the value in this show, Rashawn, was a black woman mm-hmm. because we reminded her of her brothers and her family. That's that's what we keep saying is like, this show represents the vast majority of us. If, if I ask you, you know, compare this show to like another show where, you know, a bunch of black dudes are selling drugs and things like that. All Out of all the black men in your life, which show is more relatable to the black men in your life? AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Most people especially in my life and people around me would say the guys on Johnson versus the guys on another show. Right. Um, and so why can't we have both? Right. Cause this show is dope. I love crime dramas, man. I, I watch them all the time. I'm, I'm, uh, they're, they're an escape. I, I mean, you know, I enjoy them. I might create a show like that one day, you know, but the key and the trick is to have balance is to be able to watch a show over here and then turn around and watch Johnson and, you know, and, and feel refreshed. Like, okay, we feel represented all across the board. That's the key. So Eric and Cedric saw the value in this show when Risha took it to him, man. They came on board as executive producers and took it over to Bounce, uh, Mr. David Hudson. And it's just been a beautiful partnership ever since, man. And we're on uh, season two. Right absolutely. Now. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm on episode four of season two. Yep. Can't wait till season five this week. <laughs> next week. You know, the, the interesting thing about the show, I'm just speaking to my fans as well as talking to you, is that, you know, it's a show about, you know, we see the women and we see their layers. We see their attachments. And, you know, I was fortunate to be a part of Steve Harvey and this act like a lady, think like a man that kind of like changed the game of uh, how relationship stories are told to everybody. So three million books worldwide. Book mm-hmm. was translated into 30, 30 languages and made two movies out of it. And so when I come to this, I'm going... I see your character, you know, as a layered character, you know, you're in denial about past love and you don't know how to move forward. Never saw that mm-hmm. on TV. Okay. Yeah. You know, then you have a uh, Thomas character, you know, he's kind of a little chauvinistic because he has some old school values and he keeps using <laughs> language like, you know, women out of pocket. You know, they want, you know, the, what you hear in the streets, which is really cool. And then you have Keith's character, you know, he doesn't, as, as a man, he doesn't know what it takes to get the right woman in his life. So he uh-huh. continually accepts what's given to him instead of instead of demanding what he should have. And uh-huh. then you have Jarvis' character, which is in conflict with your character because your character is yeah. kind of like, you know, like Greg slash Malcolm X. <laughs> yep, 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 <laughs> and Jarvis yep. over there, he's an, inter, he's an interracial character. So he has to deal with that whole, you know, you're going out in the streets, you're with a white woman, and the community going, really? Really. And he doesn't know how to deal with that. And so yeah. you have these four brothers, whose last name are Johnson, who are mentored by D.L. Hughley's character. Talk yeah. about D.L. Hughley's role in this, because it's fantastic. Man, uh, let me just say this. D.L. Hughley, Cedric the Entertainer, also appears on the show. Um, he did an episode in season one and in season two. That's, that's another topic that we uh, wanted to make, um, bring to the forefront on the show, is how important generational respect is, you know, um, how important it is to be able to uh, get information from the people who came before you that have something to say and for you to use that information. So his character, man, is is kind of the voice of voice of reason. He's the guy who mentors us. Like, I'm, like, like you said, he has his own radio show. Um, <laughs> he's the voice of the people, you mm-hmm. know, a very, very, very smooth, strong, suave voice. Um, who's who's also experienced a lot of the things that the guy that the Johnson men are going through. He's also related to Thomas's character. He's his uncle, right? So he's a Johnson as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in front of the camera, on set, and offset. You know, we have so much respect for DL. We have so much respect for Cedric. So much respect for Eric. 
These guys have been in the business. They paved the way Mm -hmm. for us. And, you know, the only way uh, that I, the, the only thing that I see that is the most important thing in this industry, man, is to bring somebody else up and have them continue running with you and, right. and and continue, you know, passing the baton. And that's what they did, man. You know, Eric and Cedric, man, they saw the 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 the, the vision. Um and and other cultures do it all the time. You know, I don't think that we do it as much as we should, man. So hats off to Eric and Cedric, man, for giving Thomas and I, young creators, an opportunity to create this show. And we have their full support, man. It's been it's been an incredible journey so far. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Uh, speaking with Deji Larray, uh, one of the stars as well as um, a showrunner, creator, writer. You know, let's make sure he gets credit for that because <laughs> they, they're throwing out some incredible scripts, man. The dialogue is on point. The editing is on point. The lighting is on point. No sound issues. The continuity is <laughs> on point. I'm telling you something. When you see 14 episodes as fast as I see 14 episodes, you get to see it laid out right. You get to see if there is a mistake. They could have done this, done. They, they, just a beautiful series. The series I'm talking about is called Johnson. You can catch it on the Bounce Network. Uh, the, the beauty of it is that the relationships. That's the power mm-hmm. of this show. And yeah. um, the, the episode four ended with kind of like some cliffhangers emotionally for me. I, I'm not going to get him to tell me what's happening in the future because that's why you got to watch the series. Mm-hmm. But uh, Terry J. Vaughn comes into the series. And hey. she, yeah, she came in and corrected when he said Mrs. She said Miss. Miss. I, I said, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I might be wrong. I might be wrong in my belief. But he, she corrected him and said, miss, and she was looking good, all right? And yeah. then my boy Jarvis rescued Danny from, hey. from, from a crisis. I went, okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I might be misreading something, but guess what? Good writing takes you in those directions. When you, when you sit down, let's talk about that writing room, sir. Mm-hmm. Who all is in that room? And, uh, and it is a dramedy. It's not a sitcom. It's a, it, you have your funny moments, but you have your life moments, the, uh, your, your storytelling moments, your journeys of truism, and mm-hmm. also about being a black man in America. Talk to us. So uh, the, 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 the name of the show, Johnson, represents the fact that we all have the same, uh, a lot of the same um, obstacles as black men in America. So it's very symbolic that we all have the same last name. There's no relation. Um, so once you watch the show and you peel back those layers, you get to see how different we are and how different we can be, whether it's our way of thinking, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, you know, uh, politics, whether it's our way of thinking when it comes to how we see the world in a lot of different ways. And so that's what the show is. It's about those relationships. It's about these characters. Um, it's about showing black men as being vulnerable. It's about showing black men as being emotionally intelligent, being able to handle our differences and conflict um, without resorting to violence, of course, which is normal for us, but we got to say it. Um, it's about showing this brotherhood. It's about showing the betrayal, how they get over that. And it's about showing our relationship with black women, right? So you brought up 
Terry J. Vaughn, and you brought up uh, Danny, who's played by Chloe James. And these are uh, two incredible uh, talents. You know, I've, I've been watching Terry for a long time. Nothing but love and respect for her. She's incredible. Um, yeah, she said that, you know, it's not Mrs. is Miss. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if anything happens. But, you know, everybody already, you know, when it comes to Terry, you know, you know, and Cedric, you know, LaVita, Alizé Jenkins, you know what I'm saying? Like that relationship between her and Seth's character on the Steve Harvey show is untouched and is unmatched. Yeah. We're not trying to we're not trying to do that. What right. we're doing is, like you said, it's a dramedy. Mm-hmm. So um, it's real life. That's the genre of the show. Things are funny, we laugh. Things are serious, we cry. Things are funny, we cry. Things are serious, we laugh. Mm-hmm. You can't really predict the emotion you're going to feel. You just got to ride with the emotion. So what we try to do on this show is just be as authentic as possible and what that looks like. So for, you know, for, for her character, she's a principal. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy, Greg, who's a, a maintenance man at the school. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's beautiful. He's attractive. She's single. He's single. What would naturally happen in this situation and what could stand in the way of that? A lot of things could stand in the way of that. And I think we're going to see that as the, as the show uh, develops mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. Um, we deal with a lot of things on this show, like, you know, diving into religion, classism. Mm-hmm. Is, is explored on this show. Mm-hmm. And in the myth of the absentee father, mm-hmm. and then going back to Chloe's character, which is Danny, the black man protecting the black woman. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so here he is. She needs help. Mm-hmm. He's there to help her. What gets in the way of that? One, mm-hmm. What conflict, especially with him being a married man, mm-hmm. uh, what stands in the way of that? So it's all of these complexities, man. We try to make the show as unpredictable as possible while debunking stereotypes and myth, myths about black men and black women. I would tell you this, um, great series. Johnson is a great, great, great series. Um, impressed, again, the directing, the writing, the acting, the believability of the characters, the, uh, the authentic uh Earthquake, I love to death. D.L. Hughley, I love to death. Um, bringing on Terry J. Vaughn, been a family friend since mm. since '95. That's how long I've been doing hey. Terry. Okay, been knowing Terry, been knowing Cedric and Eric Rohn since '92. Brought him yep. down to my comedy club in Houston, Texas, hip hop comedy. That's how long I've known these people. D.L. Hughley brought him down. Been knowing him since '91. So mm-hmm. you have relationships that I'm so happy to see that they're working and doing great things in this business and telling everybody I still got it going on as a producer, as also talent in front of the camera and behind the camera. But more importantly, DJ LeRae, you're special, brother. You Thank knew you, as man. a kid that this is something you want to do, and the, and the skies are the limit for you. I definitely want to connect with you off camera. I, yep. you know, I, I just want to be in business with you, brother. I really do. You and Thomas. I want to be in business that, with you. That means a lot because I've been following your career as well, man. I study everybody. So I know all of your accolades. I know all of your accomplishments. And there's things that I don't know that I want to get to know, brother. You know what I mean? I have so much respect for, like I said, when it comes to DL, said all these guys, yourself. I've been hearing about you Man, I think probably when I first moved to L.A., man, this was like it was a, a while, a long time ago, mm-hmm. man. Um, and then just started like because I'm, I'm all about 
the people in front of the camera, but also the people behind the scenes right. making things happen. So mm-hmm. I studied those. Those are the guys to me, people making things happen behind the scenes where, where, you know, they don't get as much praise and respect that they should, man. But I'm that guy who notices all of that. I see everything, man. So much respect to you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate you loving the series and it's only going to get better, man. Trust and believe that. Cool. I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, and we will talk soon. And I will be talking to Thomas Q. Jones as well, because he's going to be a separate interview. Because I'm about promoting and promoting and promoting. Thank you, and keep producing. I, I got my, I, brother. Yo, I'm hooked. I'm, t- yo, I'm ten yo. episodes get my in. Information from, uh, get my information from Chris, man, and uh, shoot me an email. And we're gonna, okay. We'll, oh we'll yeah, I already told Chris we're going to connect, and Chris said we're going to do that. Oh, I already okay. before you came online. <laughs> I already let them know I got to meet with these brothers. And I got some more people I want y'all to meet as well, not just me. That's how okay. much I think this this relationship needs to be expounded upon. Okay? Thank you, brother. Thank you for coming Listen, on Money Making Conversations okay. Masterclass. I always remember, lead with your gifts, keep winning. This is Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. <laughs>